Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Having appeared in acclaimed TV crime dramas, including the likes of BBC's Ashes to Ashes and Life on Mars, while also starring in Sky's Mad Dogs, Philip Glenister has now assumed quite a different role in presenting Crime Investigation's latest offering. What the Killer Did Next sheds new light on some of the most callous and violent crimes in recent years, examining the behaviour of a killer in the immediate moments after they have committed murder. With Philip at the helm, What the Killer Did Next features expert criminologists and psychologists, including Emma Kenny and Dr Jane Monkton-Smith, unpicking the mindset of a killer in an attempt to better understand their motive. We spoke to Philip towards the end of 2018 to get an idea of what we have to look forward to with this show and what it was like to go from actor to documentary presenter. People are fascinated by the fact that a human being can commit such an atrocious act you know, from a personal point of view, it's trying to get into the psyche of why somebody would go to the lengths that they do to commit such a crime against somebody that they, they, they know. How can somebody go from potentially being a normal person to actually committing such a horrendous crime against one of their own family, for instance? And so I think we, we watch with endless fascination to see if there is something that we can um, associate with and try and see it through their eyes, possibly, but invariably we come away just thinking, well, how and why? And what's the motivation? Money, greed, I mean, all sorts of things. I mean, I, you know, it's that question, isn't it? Are you born a bad person? Or is society to sort of blame for some of one's ills, lack of opportunity, lack of education? Uh, I mean, it's an endless question. It's something that I can't answer, but I think we're fascinated by, by human nature. This is quite a new thing for me, sort of presenting. Obviously, I'm trained to pretend the camera isn't there. Um, I say trained. I've <laughs> been doing it long enough. So it took a while for me to actually talk to the camera because I was quite shy. <laughs> but um, now I've done it, I quite enjoy it, actually. Um, so anything, yeah, I, I, you know, there's all sorts of subject matter. Who knows? We shall see. Anything that's a good story. I mean, let's face it, we've all grown up with stories ever since we were, came into this world. We're um, fed stories by our parents, uh, some of them quite dark. Let's look at fairy tales. Uh, the Brothers Grimm, all these sort of things. Um, nursery rhymes, I mean, some of them are very dark. Uh, which I always, I always found quite interesting, you know. So 
I think it's in our nature to always want stories um, and also in this day and age, day and age to, to want some semblance of truth. It's very hard to know what to believe in, whether it's through our media, through our politicians, um, through lawyers, through, if you like, the establishment. And I think it's very important that we continue to search uh, and fight for the truth for us to call ourselves a, you know, a decent moral society. It seems now is the time to be a lover of true crime. The genre has been thrust into TV and film by streaming services that have managed to harness the bingeable and talkable nature true crime has. We asked Philip why true crime manages to grab the attention of people in such a strong way. Personally, I think uh, it's so abundant in our lives. Um, we have 24-hour rolling news, um, so it's very difficult to get away from crime in this day and age. Invariably on the news every day, there's going to be a story about maybe a murder, a stabbing. We're seeing a spate of stabbings, particularly in this country at the moment, um, which is a pretty worrying trend. Uh, I'm not so sure people are interested in it. I just think it's uh, uh, something that has become part of everyday life. And I don't know how immune people are to it now in some respects, how removed they are emotionally because it's, uh, it's so forced on us. I also think that audiences, as I think they like to be, if you like, the armchair detective, you know? So they, they like a good story, uh, a good plot, and they like to be able to work out maybe who uh, the bad guys are or whatever and try and work out, you know, who the killer is. Playing fictional detectives in TV and film can be a rite of passage for many actors. Utilising police departments as a resource, learning as much as they can to enhance the believability of their performance, has become a commonplace method for many actors. We wanted to get an idea of what it was like for Philip in preparing to take on these types of roles. In terms of um, what you could get away with in the 1970s and even up to the 1980s compared to now is, is absolutely palpable. I mean, now with um, so many cameras, uh, CCTV, social media, the access to information, and really the amount of lawyers probably working for the police force and certainly against the police force for their clients, and depending on how much money you've got to, uh, to um, extract yourself from, from a case. So it's hugely different, whereas back in the day it was, um, it was very raw still, and it was about extracting a confession, if you like, out of the bad guys, and that seemed to be enough. Now, of course, we have DNA as well, so it's much more scientific. It's a much more scientific approach, I think, policing and being a detective uh, in, in the 21st century than it was, you know, 40, 30, 40 years ago, without a doubt. On all police procedural sort of crime dramas, you usually have sort of a police advisor on the set who's maybe been through the script and can just take out any inaccuracies that they said, well, no, that wouldn't happen in an interview technique or this wouldn't help, that would happen, you could put that in. So you just, you just sort of try and keep to the guidelines. I don't think I ever, uh, ever went and chatted with a policeman, even back in the day of the 1970s. It just, I don't know, it just didn't seem to occur. Because when you're filming a drama, I mean, some people, it depends on the story, but 
it's never it's 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 never been something where I've been in a position where I've needed to go and spend a lot of time researching how the police work. I mean, I think we all know how the police work. I have a friend of mine who uh, I was at school with who became a police officer and actually ended up being um, a detective superintendent um, for the Met. And um, he, he used to sort of uh, talk about ashes to ashes and life on Mars and say it was thoroughly enjoyable, but nothing like, you know, the way they worked. But um, that's because it was a different era and a different time as well, obviously. We often got asked, what was your research when you were f making Life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes. And if I'm really honest, my research involved watching a 1970s DVD of Match of the Day and wearing Brute and Old Spice aftershave to get the smell of the 70s. That was about as heavy as my research went. But hey, it worked. You need to, what we call in the business, uh, allow for artistic license to make it a little bit more dramatic, a little bit more interesting for the audience. Um, does it represent the real life? I don't know. I've never, I've only ever been in that situation where I've been making a piece of drama and my job is to take what the, the words off the page and try and make them into something truthful and realistic. I think some of the interviews that I've done as the character of Gene Hunt are a little bit more, um, let's say, over the top than what you'd see in uh, in a real interview room. After such a brutal crime, what does a killer do next? It, it was a vicious and a savage killing. There were more than 60 stab wounds. What are they doing in these vital moments? I find it strange that he stayed in the house with the body for two days. Them injuries caused by, you know, no comment. Or are they closer than you think? What the Killer Did Next, Monday at 9 on Crime and Investigation. You can hear more from Philip Glenister as he reveals his favourite crime TV drama alongside many more features on crimeandinvestigation.co.uk. In the coming weeks, you'll also find immersive 360 videos on Crime and Investigation's Facebook page where Emma Kenny and Dr Jane Monson-Smith talk us through the physical and mental behaviour that might reveal a recent killer hiding in plain sight. Make sure you tag your thoughts on the series with the hashtag WhatTheKillerDidNext and find us on social media. This episode of Inside Crime and Investigation was hosted and produced by me, Martha Mwating, with editing by Sam Pearson. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.